This week on Low Earth Orbit, we discuss trailers for upcoming films. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit, episode 12. I'm Steve Marmon. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Scott Stevenson. Today we're going to talk about some movies that are coming up this fall and winter that we're interested in. We have eight movies uh, that we're going to go through. We just watched the trailers for each of these, and now we're going to go through them one by one. So the first one we're going to talk about is Last Day on Mars. This releases in the U.S. on December the 6th and stars Liev Schreiber and Olivia Williams. So, Scott, what did you think? Uh, so it's pretty clearly a horror movie. And every, basically every note, every frame reminded me thoroughly of Prometheus. Uh, to me, it kind of seems like somebody saw Prometheus and they're like, hey, we should make a movie like that. Um, and I didn't personally like Prometheus, uh, and I'm not really a horror movie kind of fan. So I'm going to actively probably avoid this movie. <laughs> so I, unless we review it and then I'll see it, but, uh, yeah, not excited about this one. All right. Justin, uh, I, it's funny you say Prometheus because, like, in the first like two seconds, they have like their lander craft that's going down. I'm like, man, that's a lot like the spaceship from Prometheus. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It definitely looks very by the numbers. I mean, it could be it could be good. I mean, even by a, a by the numbers movie it can be good if it's well executed. But it definitely looks like every other we found something on Mars movie yeah. that's ever come out. So it could be it could be good. But uh, I guess I'm not holding my breath. It, it it looks it looks basically the same as the Europa Report, but on Mars. Yeah, almost to a T. So it looks like you're fill in the blanks like monster on another planet sort of thing. But it could, like I said, even even a Bioluminous movie can be good if it's done well. So I'm, I'll withhold judgment, but probably going to avoid. Yeah, I had a similar reaction. You just were like, like it, looked, it immediately reminded me of Europa Report, uh, which I was only excited about when I read the description of it, and people were like, "Oh, it's so realistic," you know. And and then I watched the trailer. I'm like, "Wow, this looks like a really what, kind of what's Europa Report?" Uh, and- Basically, take the trailer you just saw, yeah. and instead of sand, it's ice, okay. and that's your upper report. Is it real? I mean, is it the same treatment? Is it horror? It Yes. Well, it looks horror-ish. Oh, it's I, not out yeah, yet. It's not yeah, out. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've heard some advanced reviews say that, it, that the trailer makes it look more horror-ish than it really is, and really yeah. it tries to be more like hard science. Like, what, what if a disaster really yeah. did happen on these astronauts that's, that are on this, true. this moon? We're probably overselling the horror component of yeah. the Because I think that the way the trailer is cut, it certainly tries to give the impression there could be horror, but you never actually see anything horror-ish. Yeah, there's definitely more horror-ish yeah. stuff happening in Last Day on Mars. Like, there's, like, this one scene where there's, you know, this guy's in the spacesuit, and there's, like, Bloody this hand. black, blackish blood that's, it like, all over... just like Prometheus to me. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I heard about the movie, and, like, your report, I, when I heard about it, I was, like, oh, I was like excited. It's like, I don't, I don't know, like, I, I think I'm super excited about the idea of, like, you know, colonizing Mars, and... And, you know, like, have it, the cast seemed, you know, like, interesting, like, it could be good, but, yeah, they really, even, even more so in the report, really played up the horror aspect, and it seems like it could be really very much, like, by the numbers and, and disappointing. I think, for for the record, the way you feel about action movies is the way I feel about horror movies. Yeah, it's probably about right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the one other thing that, that immediately, you know, bothered me about it is, like, I mean, Mars has one-third of Earth's gravity. <laughs> the people on the movie clearly were not experiencing one third of its gravity. So, I, mean, I know it's hard, but like, really? Did you see the weights in their suits? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We can just use that. Uh, the magic. It's like the thing they do in, uh, you know. Thank you for smoking. Yes, exactly. Thank God we invented the whatever. Device. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. Not to, not to linger too long on the Mars thing, but I should point out that um, have you guys read this? I guess you'd call it a novel called The Martian. It's only it was only available Sounds on Kindle familiar. briefly, and now it's. It's no longer available because they're getting like a print publishing deal, so they took it off Kindle. Oh, no, I haven't. So it's um, it's a fairly short book um, about a, 
an astronaut who is accidentally stranded on Mars and his, his crew believes that he is dead and his radio communications left with the rest of the crew. So we can't call them. So it's like home alone, but on Mars, <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's really good. It's easy. Like, you know, after seeing this, because uh, it reminded me how much I enjoyed the Martian because it's probably one of the better, like Mars stories I've read or watched recently. And it's really good. I mean, the, the main, the whole thing is written as like a journal from the main character's perspective. And it's him, you know, just trying to survive because he's like, well, you know, even if they find out I'm here, it takes like 600 days or something for them to do whatever. He's like, how do I survive on Mars for 600 days with basically no food, no supplies, except for like his spacesuit and what they left behind. And it's like, but it's really good. And it's definitely written um, like for the the Reddit generation, I guess, like a lot of the, oh. a lot of the jokes and stuff in there. It's kind of like Guacamelee where you're like, oh, I get that joke because I read it on Reddit. Like, is it a comedy? It's, it is funny. Because the character himself is funny. I don't think it's supposed to be a comedy, but the writing style of the... It's first person. Mm. And the character that you're following around is himself a funny guy. And so mm. it comes across in his writing. It's it's good. If, if you can find a copy anywhere, which you probably can't right now, but it's it's good. It's one of the better Mars stories. Anyway, I didn't want to... I'm, I'm way more interested in that than Last Days on Mars. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, I mean if, you, if you find out when that kind of comes available again, yeah. then I, I will read it. Okay. And maybe we can review it for this podcast. That would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, okay, so back to trailers. Back to trailers. <laughs> so that wraps up Last Day on Mars. Uh, not super promising, it seems, but we'll, we'll see. Um, next up, we have Robocop. Uh, I'm probably not the best person to review this, so I'll actually go first. <laughs> As Scott mentioned earlier, I am almost like not going to see this movie. <laughs> you can actually tell in the inflection of pronunciation of Robocop. <laughs> I'll take full responsibility. Full responsibility for a Justin nominated this Full responsibility. Uh, It's like an action movie that's dressed up as a sci-fi movie. Um, And I'm not really into action movies. So so in fairness, so I I think... However, it does star Gary Oldman, which is a point in its favor, (laughs) as Scott pointed out. So so (laughs) Justin and I saw Robocop, so just, I mean, just a really... Yeah, I haven't actually seen the original, so so I'll preface it with that. The one thing that's worth saying is that the the core story is the same, Mm -hmm. which is that there's a, a normal cop on the force, and he basically gets blown to smithereens, and like... Well, we could use technology and maybe kind of make him still alive. And then he becomes this crazy, you know, super cop, mm. um, totally augmented by every conceivable thing that special effects can come up with. So, mm. yeah, I, 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 the, I guess I went for this trailer because um, it's so over the top and so ridiculous <laughs> and so full of like, I don't know, it's just another 80s franchise that is yeah. being rebooted, right? Like, really, Robocop. Resurrected like, from have, the dead. Have we run out? Of- <laughs> did, did you like the original, though? Like, that's probably worth mentioning. Like, it's probably too young to appreciate the original. Because it's kind of considered, like, a cult it. classic. Yeah, 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 totally. It's not just, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I actually think that, like, it's a shame that it has to carry this baggage of the old one and couldn't be its own thing. Because there may actually be, like the smallest microscopic kernel of an interesting thought happening here. Because now, today, in 2013, we have these drones that are, you know, doing real military operations, you know, robots out there, like, actually killing people, right? And so, like, that is just like RoboCop, right? I mean, that's kind of, like, sort of, you could see the intersection of those things. They're not going to address this in the movie at all, because it's not the kind of movie that it is. But there's, like, the... The tendrils, maybe <laughs> something could possibly germinate from that idea. It's unfortunate they're not all seeing the tiny little violins that you're playing. I know, the tiny <laughs> little, I'm trying to give the impression of the tiny little seeds deep down inside the huge watermelon that is Robocop. The tiny little seeds. All right, watermelon. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm actually kind of interested. I mean, if I guess ultimately it comes down to if you liked the Transformer movies, you might like this based on Ooh, the, the trailer. I mean, it looks, it looks like... Transformers well, looks better done than this. Well, I think that's true, but I think... I'm just saying that generally I think it's 
aimed at a Transformer generation, you know, like Transformer movie generation. Because it's it's got the same sensibility, the same editing, the same sort of thing. So I'm, you know, I I would be far more likely to see this than like Last Days on Mars. Because Mm. I think I would get something out of it that Mm. I would enjoy and sort of, I I was not, uh, you know, I don't, I think I was alive when when Robocop came out originally, but I wasn't the right age to see it. Mm. So I've only seen it since. But there was enough like kind of, you know, cheesy sci-fi stuff that it might be kind of fun for me. It's like a popcorn thing. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm interested, but definitely far more interested than Steve would be. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, would def- see- I would definitely much rather see the, you know, Last Days of Mars yeah. than, than this. Yeah. I would, I would go down. see Robocop with a lot of people, especially with yes. the kind of movie theater where you could, like, cut up and people wouldn't be mad right. at you. you exactly. Yeah. 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 I want to do yeah. the Mystery Science Theater. Yes. <laughs> this movie. That's what I want to do. All right. So, we'll, we'll see what happens yes. there. <laughs> Uh, so that, that releases, by the way, on uh, February 7th, yeah. 2014. So Steve will be free on that day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our third uh, film is Best Man Down. This re- releases in the U.S. on October the 3rd and stars Justin Long. So let's start with you, Scott. Hey, he's a Mac. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of... So just based on the few opening notes of the trailer, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if this is really my kind of thing. It looked kind of silly or it didn't look like there was enough funny payoff for sort of the slapsticky stuff. It didn't look like my kind of humor, I guess. But um, the further in it got, it looks kind of promising. Like it, it could go either way at this point. It could be sort of like too goofy and not my taste, but there were sort of little notes and hints about like, there might be sort of um, an emotion, actual emotional story backing it. And that's, we kind of talked about this recently where it's like, I think we all kind of enjoy movies where it's a comedy or at least half comedy, and then there's some actual interesting emotional stuff going on at the same time, being able to switch between those. So I'm optimistic the, it could be that. The dreaded dramedy. Yes, term. the dramedy, yes. <laughs> uh, go wash your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to edit that out. <laughs> that word. Was being, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm interested. You know, I don't, I don't we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, I, I could see myself really liking it. Yeah, this looks like um, exactly my kind of blend of like, you know, funny, but also kind of serious, you know. Um, Heartfelt. Yeah, exactly. I know it's like my go to word for these kind of things. But like, uh, yeah, no, I think this Heartfelt looks. Heartfelt comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so much editing. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I mean, I, I think I had kind of the same reaction that you did, Scott, where like in the very, very few first seconds of this, I was like, yeah, what is this? It looks a little too like, you know. The title's sort of like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but then you kind of, you know, get to the main plot point in the trailer and you're like, oh, wow, this is, could be like, this could be really heavy in some spots, you know, but still manage to be, you know, it, it's like Scrubs, right? It's like it can be really funny and then really serious, and it all still feels real and feels like a cohesive set of characters. I don't know. I, I think this looks really promising. I'd be very interested to see this. Yeah. I, I feel like it could be, like, I don't know if you guys have seen 50-50, but I, mean, I, I want to. That does a really good job yeah. of kind of it's like... The Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, about, about this guy who has cancer. I mean, oh, I wanted chance to of living. see it, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. And it's really, like, heavy, I mean, like this, where, I mean, where, you know, obviously the best man dies in this, you know, yeah. part of the trailer, you know, that one, there's, you know, the main character has cancer, you know, and so, so it could maybe go that way. I, I sort of have a hard time imagining Justin Long really pulling off, like, you know, sort of the gravitas needed mm. to, like... For kind of this delicate balance, yeah. maybe he has it in him. I don't know. I haven't seen him in any other movies really be able to sort of do something this challenging. But maybe he hasn't really had an opportunity to do it before, so maybe he can pull it off. This uh, could be his Stranger Than Fiction. It, it could be. Yes. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, all right. So now we're on to our fourth film, Gravity. 
Gravity releases October 4th in the U.S. It stars Tom Hanks, Sandra Bullock, and Ed Harris. Um, and it's directed by... I'm probably going to it's Alfonso Curian? Anyway, the guy that directed Children of Men. Mm-hmm. Um, Which did you... I haven't seen that. Did you guys see that? I, I love Children of Men. Children of Men is pretty great. Okay. Yeah. I, so I, that alone makes me really excited for for this. And the fact, I mean, and I mean, it's in space and like... <laughs> we default to reviewing it. Right? We really can't help ourselves. It's actually in low Earth orbit. Right, yes. <laughs> it does. It's, it's like, like in low Earth orbit. Yeah, we can't not literally review this. literally our <laughs> uh, Set your calendars. <laughs> low Earth orbit episode coming, coming soon. Um, we'll put like Sandra Bullock on the website, like, yes. <laughs> floating around trying to grab things on page. Catch the <laughs> I mean, I mean, for me, like it seems a little like all the trailers really emphasize the like actiony, like <laughs> flying through space. Am I going to be like cast off and like you know lost in space forever? Kind of. I don't know. Like it seems like it could easily go horribly wrong. But I, I, I can't imagine. With this director and the cast, it going that wrong. I love the idea of a realistic space movie, which is what it builds itself as. You know, it's uh, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but just you know that it's not going to be you know aliens, and it's not going to be you know crazy space viruses, or it's going to be like <laughs> oh if something goes seriously wrong on the space station, where when things go wrong, they go really wrong. Like you know, <laughs> and they spend ninety minutes tumbling through That's, space yeah, trying yeah, to grab. I know. So this I know. is the risk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that so, could be really cool. The trailer gives me the impression it's going to be, yeah, you know, exactly. An hour and a half of grabbing for things. It's like, <laughs> we are so close to this thing. So close. I'm hoping yeah. that, like, like, like the, that, that they put all of that stuff in the trailer. Me too. Yeah. Because yeah. that would be awesome. I would be in love with that. Yeah. Because that, that's usually the problem with trailers is they're like, well, you need to put a trailer out. They're like, yeah. well, you, you know they don't want to show stuff in the story. Right. And so if this was their tricky way of doing yeah, it, they, like, the, I'm in. The, yeah. poten- the potential danger here, though, is that all of the exciting parts are in the trailer and the rest of the movie. <laughs> I is hope good. not. What was, what was that movie that came out a while ago where literally the whole movie, it was just like two scuba divers who were stuck in the middle of the ocean. What was that movie? I have I no know. idea what you're you know talking, talking about. No. The whole movie is just two people. They don't even have a boat. They're just floating in the middle of the ocean yeah. hoping for rescue. I have never even there's heard a of post, this. There's a poster of it on the wall at work. It's, adrift or something maybe that's like that? It, yeah. But the, or, uh, there's, so there's that one. But then there's also the movie um, where it's the skiers who get stuck on the ski lift and they're up there for like three days or something ridiculous. I have missed this. This is a whole Netflix category <laughs> I'm not aware of. No, yeah. And uh, so that's like my fear is that like all the exciting bits for this movie could already be in the trailer and the rest of the movie is just them like floating around in space <laughs> talking to each other well, about so, how much what, they wish what, they weren't floating in space. Which could be amazing. I feel like, I mean, it's like the, it's like the typical bottle episode. You know, it's like, oh, you know, this, this season We locked start, ourselves in the event. Yeah, well, this season of Star Trek, we ran out. Of, we ran out of our budget. Like we blew it all. The special effects episode before, so we can't afford to do anything. So we're gonna put you on a shuttle craft and get you a, make you adrift for the entire episode. So here's something to do because that's all we have a budget for. And sometimes those can be amazing. It could be. Is this this is like the Star Trek where like Beverly decides that she's the only person in the universe, or the computer tells her she's the only one in the universe? Yeah, like that one. And that was uh, that was very low cost episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all the cast is on vacation except her. Nice, basically. Yeah, uh, you know. So the the thing that gives me hope about this, despite the. It's so ridiculous because the entire trailer we watched was literally a minute and a half of them trying to grab stuff hanging off the space station. It yeah. got ridiculous. I mean, really. But that said, George Clooney is a pretty amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock, it, I, I actually just saw her in uh, The Heat. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> it was surprisingly good. It was actually good. It was surprisingly good. And she, but she was, I mean, she's. Bonus review. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. We're sneaking in. Yeah. Uh, 
so you know, it, George Clooney in it, to me is sort of like having, um, uh, you know, anytime you have some actor that you respect, you, just, despite the surrounding stuff, you're like, well, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt because he's, in, you know, and for me that's he's filling that role. So, but yeah, plus yeah, it's, it is literally in a lower third orbit. <laughs> we have to see it just on principle. I think it's actually I feel like we should get free tickets. <laughs> you know, just like we have this podcast. You know, so, should cost me about that. Yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs> It's like having your, your birthday on a... Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I forgot the rest of the joke, so you're just going to go. Continue. Uh, so does that, that wrap it up? For uh, yeah, all I, the I, I'm, so. I'm interested. I think we're all interested. I'm, I, I'm also interested to see it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's coming out October 4th, so we, we're we'll ready. discussing it again soon. <laughs> we'll be tumbling the whole time. <laughs> um, so the next film we have is How I Live Now. This releases on October 15th and doesn't star anyone that I recognize, so let's just skip right to... The review. Well, do you want to set up the story a little bit, maybe? Um, I mean, I'll, I'm, probably, I'm probably going to like. I know that, that's part of that's. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll start then because I think it's part of my review of the trailer. It's like I started watching this trailer and it's like, oh, it's a you know, it's a teen coming of age story. Like this, like American girl goes to Britain and like meets this guy and they like fall in streams and kiss and oh, this is fine. <laughs> Multiple streams. <laughs> And then, like, suddenly, like, there's, like, a, like, nuclear explosion, and there's, like, nuclear waste falling on their heads, and then there's, like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Okay. And then there's, like, <laughs> soldiers <laughs> busting down their doors, and then there's, like, I don't know, like, a prison camp, and then I don't even know what happens after that. It's just war and I, stuff. So here's the thing. I, I, <laughs> I have no idea what this movie is about at all. So, so I think I think what it's about I, I'm, so I, I suggested this trailer so I'm kind of going to chaperone it or whatever. It it looks like it is a parallel universe like current day. Right? Like it looks like there's some sort of major like World War II-esque war going on in some sort of you know, fictional universe that they've set up. Because okay. they're wearing modern clothes and everything like sure. that. But they it's it's weird because it's like an English countryside, and it's it's to me it felt like it was an alternate history or whatever. Like, um, but the interesting thing to me is that it that's what I thought was interesting about it is that initially you look at the first few minutes or not minutes I should say the first fifteen seconds of the movie, and it does seem like coming of age comedy whatever, and then this crazy thing happens, which to me is sort of the same feeling I get from World's End, which was like I'm hoping it's that kind of thing. You know, where it, it's initially pitched as one thing and there's one tone and then there's a major tonal change. And for me, like with the world's end, that was a fun experience. So that's what I'm hoping for. I may not get that. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I, I think I, mean, I think I, I hope that it is like that. Yeah. I think it could be interesting. I, it was just such a shift in the, yeah, the yeah, trailer. Absolutely. I mean, that like, but the thought thing for me is like once it shifted, I couldn't really tell what it was about. Which I think is intentional, though. I mean, or at least it could be. Right? But I mean, like, I mean, I kind of want to know if I'm going to a war movie or I mean, maybe I should. I don't know. Like, but the, there's a certain category of like depressing war epics that like I, I just not my thing. So I, 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 I come in the same place. I couldn't yeah. really tell if it was going to be like that or not. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I, I'm definitely interested. But it was just like it was. Usually, I have an idea coming to like, oh, I, I probably don't like this or not, and I'm like. I really have no idea if I like this or not. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I, I picked up like a, you know, near future sort of vibe. Yeah. And the way that the trailer was shot really reminded me of uh, 28 Days Later. I haven't seen and that. And sort of like that, um, I don't know, very raw, not like shaky cam. Well, I think there was some shaky cam in 28 Days Later. But like, it's just the impression I got is that it's sort of like a survival, like it kind of looks like a zombie movie, but without zombies, it's right? Like a Hunger Games kind of feel Maybe for me. Maybe a little bit, yeah. So I don't know. It seems, it seems interesting. Um yeah, I, I would be curious to see it. It looks like it could be pretty 
pretty interesting. But yeah, I, I, yeah, the tone, the the tone, yeah, just suddenly changes. We're like, oh, this is a what? A nuclear bomb? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, this, this is a different kind of movie than I thought. Yeah, it looks neat. All right. Uh, next, we have August. Osage County <laughs> went through extensive training sessions before this podcast <laughs> so I could properly pronounce Osage. <laughs> You're doing <laughs> great. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so this releases October or sorry, December 25th and has ridiculous cast. So Meryl Streep, Julia Roberts, Ian McGregor, Chris Cooper, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, can we just Abigail assume he's a, Can we just assume he's in all movies that come out for now? It seems basically <laughs> to be the case. Yeah. Anyway, we should mention if he's not in a movie. Okay. that'll be easier. Um, and uh, yeah, well, let's start with you, Justin. Um, I don't. I mean, yeah, so many, so many famous people in this in this <laughs> ensemble in this cast. Is this yeah, thing. exactly. But I don't. I don't know. I think it would take some convincing to get me to go. It doesn't look like my kind of movie, you know? I mean... It's like one of these, like, f- dysfunctional family reunion kind of movies. So, basically, it looks like you take the formal dinner party scene from another movie and just make it two hours. It looks like what we're getting with this movie, right? It looks like the whole thing is about, like, the interpersonal family drama and, like... I, I, I don't know. I think a movie can be good with interpersonal family drama. I don't want to watch a movie that is entirely about interpersonal family drama. I you guess. like heartfelt dramedies more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, it, I, this I, doesn't I, look at my thing. Like I, you know, I don't know. You didn't like Royal Tenenbaums? Yeah, but it was Wes Anderson. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, uh, I don't know. I, so what if there's giant text overlaid on top of this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's you know Futura and yeah. all from right angles and Instagram filters. Yeah, then Instagram it's, filters. It's yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. All right. And Bill Murray. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> who's not in the movie. <laughs> who's, not in, clear. who's not in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that I, I would probably pass on this. This doesn't look just like my kind of brand of movie. But it could be very good, but it's just not my thing. Dude, don't, don't we kind of have to see it on principle now with the, all the pronunciation training that we've spent <laughs> in the last 15 minutes? <laughs> uh, I'm, I am probably, I think I share some of the same concerns that Justin has. Um, but I have had enough experiences with movies like this that I liked that I didn't think I was going to like, that I now sort of give them the benefit of the doubt. And usually it ends up paying off for me. So I, I don't see anything in the trailer for sure that says, oh, I need to see this. But I see sort of the the hints of things that I have liked in other movies in the past that makes me kind of interested. So I think I think I'll probably check it out. You know, it looks, if nothing, no other reason than a lot of the actors I have a lot of respect for. So I kind of want to see them do a good job. Yeah. I, I'm sort of in some of the same boat as you. Like, I mean... I love Meryl Streep, love Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Mimic Kruger is usually good in most, you know, films. Um, and so, I don't know, like, I, I have, there, there are a number of movies that are in the same category for me that I, I really like a lot, you know? And so it seems like there's a good chance this might also fall in that category. Um, and it's based on a really, like, well-respected play. And, again, and often, like, I often really like movies that are based on, you know, like, sort of established, solid plays. Um and often because like I think it's, this is one of those like I'm not, I don't, I'm actually not seeing the play myself, but I think I think it's one of these like you know one room plays where they, they basically have to go and like make it work without like tons of like you know change, settings, changes of settings and stuff you know like the, the Twelve Angry Men style you know and, and often like I love Twelve Angry Men and there's so many you know I love like Wit is another example of a great adaptation that's like of, of a play into a movie that's just like set in the same room you know and and when it when it works it can just be brilliant and so I kind of hope that this is what that is. Um, and so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for it. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So second to last one we have is Monuments Men. This releases on December 18th. 
And it's uh, sort of like an Ocean's Eleven meets Foils War or Inglorious Bastards or I think there's oh, quite, there was quite a long yeah. like list of candidates for Ocean's it's Eleven what meets. It meets. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there won't be a lot of Inglorious Bastards in terms of the, the extreme violence. Well, like Quentin it, Tarantino's not yeah, violent. right. So there's yeah, but there's also quite a long cast here as well. Yeah. There's Clay, Kate Blanchett, Matt Damon, George Clooney, Bill Murray, John Goodman. I think there's more. I just just. Ended up stuck getting, getting tired of typing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is not it. He is not. Which yeah. is uh, I think this is great. This yeah. looks this looks like a lot of fun. And yeah. I mean, you know, they're definitely sort of playing characters in the same vein that they were playing in Ocean's Eleven, where they're getting the team together to do the impossible mission. Right. Plus killing Nazis. So, you know. We love our well, German listeners. Love. <laughs> we, yeah, How could we possibly go wrong? Um, no, this looks, yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, same. You know, I, I, I think I would kind of like, uh, I think it's worth mentioning that it looks like they're playing soldiers that are not soldiers, right? They, it looks like they're, they're like not trained as soldiers, but they're just trying to collect the art, right? Which I think gives... Yeah, I think they're kind of like, I think the pitch is that they're like consultants somehow, yeah. that like their, their day jobs They're like, I've never like, shot anybody. Yeah, their day know? jobs are like art people, but yeah. they have to go over there to like make sure that all the prizes art doesn't get shot up right. by, you know, the GIs. So I'm, so. I'm, ex- I'm excited for the jokes that yeah. fall from that. I think it would be great if they did like the Assassin's Creed of Ocean's Eleven, where they just keep going through time periods and using George Clooney and oh Matt gosh, Damon for all the different things. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I mean it, that's what Justin said. You know, I'm, I'm excited for it, and it looks like it's going to be hilarious and tons of fun. And yeah, yeah. No, I, there, there aren't a lot of movies that I just kind of like think are just going to be a lot of fun. You know, yeah. and I, this is but this is one of the few that falls in that category. Yeah. Like I, you know, it, I, don't, I don't expect it to be a great piece of art as a movie, no. but it looks like it's going to be hilarious. Like like, like the Ocean's Eleven movies. You know, I, I, I love a good like heist movie. You know, and yes. and I think it seems it does like, have a heist movie vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Except they're unstealing it or something. Sort they're of, kind of yeah, <laughs> like they're trying to protect it rather than steal it. I don't know. But having Bill Murray and Matt Damon yes. and George Clooney again, also and with the cast, how can you go? Around? John Goodman. Yeah, he's literally a monster. You know, <laughs> having him in the same movie, yeah, yeah. that's exciting. That's awesome. All right, so we're gonna look forward to a review of yeah. Monuments Men <laughs> on a uh, Lower Earth Orbit episode coming soon. Uh, the last one we have to review is Saving Mr. Bank. Saving Mr. Banks. This is releasing on December twentieth um, from Disney. It stars Tom Hanks, Colin Farrell, Emma Thompson, and Jason Schwartzman. Um, in a story about Walt Disney trying to purchase the rights to P.L. Travers' Mary Poppins. Uh, Dorothy Scott? I am super excited. I was uh, First off, this looks like... I, I'm surprised they didn't put you like in the billing, like this movie. <laughs> also, dedicated to, yeah, Steve. <laughs> dedicated to Steve Martin. I mean, yeah, so, you know, I, I think I know what Steve's going to say about it. But um, I'm not... I mean, I remember watching Mary Poppins growing up, and I remember liking it. It was just one of those things that, like... The parents would always put on for all the kids to watch because it was just like uh, everybody likes it, you know. Um, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think I've really watched it since, which I know hurt hurt Steve's emotions. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's something I watched growing up. Um, so I was kind of initially, you know, first few seconds of the trailer I was like, oh, okay, it's a Mary Poppins thing that looks kind of interesting or whatever. The further I got into the trailer, every every second that went by, I was like more and more sold. Like, holy crap! First off, it's Tom Hanks mm-hmm. again, which is a really good anchor, or, you know, a really good acting anchor for the movie. Uh, as well as you know, all the other the actors you mentioned, but it looks like it could be like one of the best movies of the year. I, I'm you know I'm predicting. I don't know if it actually will be um, because I, I don't have a time machine. I guess <laughs> is my point there. Uh, but no, I'm I if I had just seen the text and 
like the poster, I don't think I would have been that into it. After watching the entire trailer, I'm super excited, surprisingly. So I had read the text, but not seen the trailer. Okay. And I was not super into it. And then I saw the trailer, and now I'm super into yeah. it. <laughs> this looks like it could be really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had heard about, oh, yeah, there's this movie, you know, and it has Tom Hanks as Walt Disney. That was, like, literally as much as I yeah. knew about this movie. And first of all, I think Tom Hanks could actually do a pretty great job as Walt Disney. Surprisingly. Right. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of seeing Walt sort of yeah. do his thing at the height of his career, right? Like in the, in the, was it the sixties? I guess this is probably taking place in or maybe the late fifties or yeah, I think our so. parents are yeah. screaming. Yeah. At us right, now, right. I don't know, but it just, it looks great. And then, you know, to see how, you know, this classic movie sort of comes together, even though I'm sure it's not going to be entirely strictly accurate, like the way that all of this plays out, but just, I don't know. This looks, this looks really good. This could be really great. Yeah. I, it, it's sort of when I first like watched the trailer, it sort of reminded me of finding Neverland. Another sort of like kind of great like you know slightly fictitious you know behind the scenes you know for in this case Peter Pan you know but like I I, I just love like taking these movies that you don't really you think of it you know as very standalone like Mary Poppins is this thing I'm like well what actually what, what was behind it I mean people had to make this this artifact you know and like actually doing that behind the scenes I think it just is like really interesting and also I love Mary Poppins yeah um, <laughs> so and I love Emma Thompson like I love she's one of my favorite actresses and you haven't seen Love Actually. Maybe and not. she is a star in that, so mm. that's a reason for you to watch that. Maybe, maybe coming soon to you, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe for our upcoming holiday episode. Oh, you go, 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 go ahead and tell them now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm yeah. What, what else do you need? Yeah, yeah I'm super it's excited. Yeah, we're set. It, it's funny though. You mentioned Fun Neverland because it's. I was the other thing. I was kind of reminded me about a little bit was Hook, which was like it's not the same. It's not Peter Pan, mm. right? But there's a little like twist on. It's not a behind the scenes of Peter Pan, no, no. but it's like sort of they acknowledge that Peter Pan happened. And then there's this other part and they add these other characters. They add Rufio and all this other yeah, stuff. So yeah. it's sort of weird thinking about Peter Pan has like spawned like side stories that yeah. are kind of like in the case of Finding Neverland, it was about making the movie. But it's weird that Peter Pan has kind of like has these satellite movies that are not part of the main storyline. I think that's kind of unique in that fiction well there is there is wizard of oz and wicked that's true ones. that's a great oh, point which yeah. is yeah, i think even more brilliantly done than what was the uh, other one? Oh, wicked well it, also and the great did you say the great oz or whatever the one that oz just came out powerful yeah oh yeah i heard that i heard that wasn't great but i mean the original oz books there was a whole series of books right yeah. Yeah. i mean he wrote he wrote oz and then i think everyone begged him to write more and so he wound up writing a whole bunch more even though i don't think the author actually really wanted to but there was so much money attached to writing yeah. these books that he's like forced himself to write all these terrible terrible follow-ups but um, no, that is interesting about, you know, Peter Pan kind of does have like all these sort of like different perspectives on yeah. the sort of core stories. And I don't know if Mary Poppins is anything like that, but this could be the first. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that the, the book actually is significantly different than, than the film, mm. which I think would be interesting to see if they actually address that in the movie. You know, yeah. like, the, they're, they're... the trailer suggests that they would. Yeah. I mean, and, and like historically, I mean, I mean, I don't know if kind of, maybe, maybe I won't talk about it. I mean, I actually know some of the, like the, the, fallout from the film like how how Mary Hubbins, you know reacted real, to it and yeah and I'm curious like how much that comes across maybe we shouldn't discuss that too much here for in case it is actually implicated somehow in the film like yeah, you know yeah. um, but you know like I'll, there's 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 this whole sort of continuing story with the with the Broadway play and how that worked out and and and, and the way it relates to the film and what and how it relates to the books and how Mary Poppins was involved in or the how PL Travers was involved in in those just changes and I think it would you know be interesting discussion to have after we review the movie yeah totally. for real uh, so that wraps up our fall and winter movie preview. 
Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the uh, podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also send your questions or feedback to feedback at lowearthorbit.fm. And you can follow us on Twitter at, at lowearthshow. See you next time. And this one I had the Argentinian really state written out. <laughs> wow. You're a little, I'm trying to give the impression of a tiny little seeds deep down inside the huge watermelon that is Robocop. Well, the trailer gives me the impression it's going to be, yeah, you know, exactly. An hour and a half of grabbing for things. Like, I am also pretty sure that's the only time the Robocop trailer will ever show up in Steve's browsing history. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> <laughs>